0: The music used in the following promo is called Town of Fables by Brandon Fichter
1: what's up everybody my name is brian lead investigator of a paranormal team in spokane washington called the spokane ghost crew my team's been together for seven and a half years we've done over 150 investigations both in and around the spokane area we've been featured in several newspapers around the northwest we've been on several podcasts including a nefarious nightmare and one of my scariest moments was in our first investigation where i was physically attacked twice i was pinned down i had things thrown at me and it was just a nightmare. My second scariest moment is when we went to Colfax, Washington to St. Ignatius Hospital. By the way, we beat Ghost Adventures there, neener, neener, neener. And I had an entity follow me home that ruined my team for over six months and almost ruined my marriage. This entity was so strong that it bedridden me and I yelled and screamed at anybody that opened that door. It took six stagings and three blessings to get it to go away. Hey, if you want to find out more about the Spokane Ghost Crew, you can look us up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Google, and Clapper. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this podcast, because I know I am.
0: Good evening, everybody. This is Courtney from A Nefarious Nightmare Podcast. Before we proceed with part two, Pazuzu Algarad, a killer clown, I wanted to go ahead and come in and give some updates real quick. We recently uh, put up an episode, a very short one, regarding the case of Gabby Petito. Um, A real unfortunate update is that they did find a body and that body was confirmed to be indeed Gabrielle Petito. The family wishes to um, have their privacy at this time they are this case is still ongoing so um, I'm kind of making a call to everybody to please refrain from the usage of the memes that have been going on on social media uh, referring to this being some kind of sick Netflix documentary or whatever um, because this is a real person that is a victim of a crime. And we need to respect her and her family. Um, Currently, Brian Laundrie is still hiding. Um, We will continue to say he is hiding because that is what the family had stated to their lawyer. Um, So he is currently hiding. Um, As far as Gabby Petito, may she rest in peace. Um, I am personally praying for her and her family. um, And we're hoping that justice does get served in that case. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode that's coming up. Content warning. This episode includes foul language and discussions of violence. Trigger warning. This episode contains depictions of animal torture, gruesome details of murder, and suicide or suicidal ideation. Amanda and I are not doctors or professionals, so the views and opinions expressed by us do not necessarily reflect the views of our listeners or the people mentioned in this case, nor do the views of the people in this case reflect the views of our own. Listener discretion is strongly advised hey do you watch like creepy tiktok oh yeah oh yeah i do do you yes i do
2: do you watch or not really watch but follow i gotta get the lingo right (laughs) the young people do you follow lowey bug
0: Yes. Yes. I actually, she's never going to listen to this and that's okay. But I sent her an email until I told her that I wanted her on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was going to
2: tell a little bit because she does like scary stories Uh and stuff on there. Okay. And so I'm going to just say one story that she told. Okay. Because I think a lot of people have seen it. Mm Mm-hmm but I don't know how many people know like the actual story behind it, okay. which I thought was really cool. So, go check her out on TikTok. She also has, has a YouTube channel. Yeah. I think it's under the same name, Loey Bug,
0: And she also represents us plus size folk like crazy. She's beautiful. She is. I love her.
2: Yes, yes, yes. She is awesome. So, go check her out. I yep. don't want to steal her ideas or stories, so right. there's her shout-out. Shout-out to Loeybug. Bug. Woo-woo. All right. So the way the story goes is it's about this YouTube video that went viral a few years ago. Okay. About, uh, it's titled like blank room soup.avi. I don't think I've heard this one. No? No. So do you see a video? There's a man eating soup in a room. <gasps> I have seen this video. Okay. Right? Yes. Um, and. You see another person who's wearing a costume
0: oh yeah i know i know. dumb
2: yes okay okay and he starts like rubbing his back and like consoling him and then he's crying in his soup yeah he's like crying he's like panicking
0: oh my god yeah i remember this video
2: yeah there's another person who's dressed the same as the other costume dude that comes up and starts doing the same thing to the guy. They're like rubbing his head and like his back and
0: it's really, really creepy. Okay, so there's an origin behind this? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't know this. Okay, cool. I am so, I am so ready. Dude, you just, (laughs) you have made my night because (laughs) I've actually been itching to find out about this shit. Okay, Okay, so I got the answers. Okay, cool.
2: Go for it. Alright, so there's a couple theories out there some people think it's like a dark web video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I could see. Mm-hmm. Or some people say that he's being made to eat another person.
0: Right. That's the theory I remember.
2: Yeah. So there's two different theories kind of going around. But So the costumes that they're wearing are actually a well-known costume. They belong to a character called Ray Ray. Okay. He performs a lot around LA area. And who it belongs to is a guy named Raymond Percy, who's worked at Disney. He worked on films like Frozen, Wreck-It Ralph. And this character that he portrays is named Ray Ray. And it's the costumes that the guys are
0: wearing. He has like a black jumpsuit and like a white type of face. I remember, I could be wrong, but last time I saw this video was maybe a year or so ago. I remember it being like a teddy bear looking... Am I yeah, wrong? It is. It's like okay. this animal white looking face. And okay. then
2: so yeah. So apparently, um one day, oh yeah. So this Raymond Percy, one day their van got broken into and mm-hmm. the costumes were stolen. Oh. And like a bunch of props and like but these costumes were stolen. One week later, Raymond Percy received that video in an email. Mm-hmm. With no explanation, just to his email, that video, and that's it. Oh, wow. That's crazy. He posted creepy. that
0: up online, and that's when it went viral. And that's the entire story. That's all we know. So basically, someone stole some outfits and basically trolled him with this creepy video and made it. Okay. Yeah, it's insane. That's crazy. This. That's fucking crazy. But I mean,. I'm, I'm glad that it's not as uh, well so far. I mean, was, we don't know what happened. To th- we don't know who this guy is. We don't know what happened to this guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There is one um, video I remember that she was talking about where I, I don't remember the website, but she was talking about going. Uh, it was like a website. I think it was called thispersonsnotreal.com or something like that. Mm, yeah. There, there's been like suggestions that people have seen their own picture on that website, but she was de- she was able to debunk that website, too. So okay. she's got some interesting shit. I'm, like, actually really glad that we found her. Yeah. Um, wow. So okay. that's just one example of a story she did on TikTok. So go check her out. Yes, go check her out. Um, well, anyways, um, I guess uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into part two of Pazuzu. All right, let's do it. Um, and this one is called... Part 2 A Killer Clown. <gasps> yeah, clown with a K. Yep, clown with a K. Okay. Okay, good. So. Part 2 Kazuzu Algarod A Killer Clown. Let's go. caught amanda in a trance so that was fun because we took our little break from recording our little intro and i i jump on and i go hi. (laughs) (laughs) she's just like you scared me
2: i'm typing up my next case right now so
0: oh care to tell us what it's gonna be about or is it a surprisey surprise
2: it is about craig price
0: oh i'll
2: go ahead and tell you guys
0: is he a bad guy
2: he is a bad guy you know so the price was wrong the price was wrong he (laughs) is not a good guy but you know well i'm also going to tell you a lot about his history as well
0: right so well speaking of history except for not at all my cat as i was (laughs) amanda sticking her tongue at me making faces and shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) told you i was gonna make you laugh
0: (laughs) You, you just, you're, you're awesome. Amanda is, Hello. like, one of the two friends I have. No kidding. <laughs> She's one of the few people I know that's, like, awesome, so it's cool. No, my cat, My cat. like, I came in, and he's just sitting on my coffee table like he always does when nobody else is around. He's like, meh, <laughs> meh. Do you have a talkative one, too? He is very talkative, yes. He's like, meh. Yeah, I have
2: the- one that just talks back to me.
0: And I'm just like, what the fuck do you want, fat? And he's like, meh. And so I thought he wanted to follow me in here, and I was totally going to let him, like, come in and join our podcast. And Yeah. So I opened the door, and he's just staring at me like, what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, get in here. <laughs> and he's like, meh. And I'm like, what? What do you want? And he's like, meh. And he's just standing there, and I'm like, you. In or out. <laughs> in or out. And then he starts, like, it's almost like he's pointing, but he's not. It's his face. He's like. Like he's like (laughs) at the at my bedroom door, and I'm like, he wants you to go to bed. He's like, let's go. No, (laughs) I love this cat, but like he's stinky. Like he, it's not like, it's like he's going through, uh, like a what is the what is the nickname of Pazuzu? And Ning was like, turd Turd muffin, something turd burglar. I don't remember, but he's going through some kind of like weird cat uh po- uh puberty what puberty <laughs> <laughs> like it oh my god it's late um no he's going through some weird cat puberty where like he stinks and so like whenever he gives me kisses you could smell his breath from all the way across the room and he's just like please don't lick me anymore <laughs> so no he's older cat he's he's like 8 now so i don't yeah. know i think he's also trying to get at Betty because Betty's still like almost six months now and she's about to be getting spayed and yeah i think she's about to be entering heat because she's been really affectionate lately so <sighs> this is not a podcast about cats what <laughs> oh i'm in the wrong place no you're in the right place because we're actually gonna continue on about old pazzy so are you ready amanda oh shit <laughs> There's the cat. Oh, it a cute cutie. Say hi. Oh, it's she talked. <laughs> you say it's hi. It's adorable. You say hi. You say. Meow? They no, always they always do it when you don't want them to. Okay, bye. <laughs> she jumped out. Okay, bye. Every time Betty runs away, I I will look at Betty. I'll be like, okay, hey, bye. And Anna will just like bust out laughing. Uh, anyways cats we will discuss cats in this case um they're not a huge part of the story um but they are somewhat in the story but basically the recap of part one um we basically have deduced from part one that pazuzu algarad was born john alexander lawson his childhood was semi-difficult but nothing too out of the ordinary making sure i'm recording because i'm just on one Um, he was a young run of the mill kid who grew into what was a big poser who basically exploited Satanism, and also his friends. He lived in filth. Don't forget. He filed his teeth down to points so that he could eat animal flesh and other flesh better. Oh, and I may not have mentioned it, but he forked his tongue. Um, I mean, I could, I, I think body modifications are pretty fucking rad. But, you know, not when it's Pazuzu. Um, He had a trillion-something tattoos, including on his face, and he just seemed like your general run-of-the-mill boy next door. You know? Just normal. You know? We all have that neighbor. His neighbors... I mean, I wouldn't say that his neighbors hated him outright. I'm pretty sure that everyone was fucking terrified of him. I mean, Clemens... uh, Clemens. Yeah, Clemens. I almost call it Clemson. I keep thinking about the sport. Clemson... Or or the, the college football Clemson Clemens was like one of those like neighborhoods and we'll get into that but it was like very we'll get into it but yeah his neighbors were terrified of him you know Matt Flowers wasn't but we're just about to get into all that so let me briefly cover some things that happened in 2009 okay okay now it's really funny because a lot of the things that happened in 2009 maybe it was just like one or two things but that happened in 2009 also are kind of to what's happening today okay so the first case of h1n1 swine flu was found in california and later who or world health organization declared 208 countries had confirmed cases and deaths this is after it was declared a a global pandemic okay so currently in 2021 we're dealing with covid and its variants Um, another thing that happened bitcoin network was created okay Barack Obama made history as the 44th president of the United States, and that was a big thing being that he was also a person of color, which made him the first person of color as the president of the United States. Um, There was an oil spill in Kenya that killed hundreds of people. Eunuch's time passed, and I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to just say it, but it passed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0 seconds. Does that make any sense to you? No. Okay, Unix time. It didn't pass like 90 seconds, okay? It passed the entire um, 1,200, 3,400, 56. I don't know how to say it. 1,2,3,4,5,6,7,8,9,0 <laughs> seconds. Okay, I got it. Um, uh, yeah, you, you get it? Okay, cool. I, if, I got it. Guys, inbox me if you don't understand it, and I'll just like type it out for you. Okay, because we'll I just keep telling you numbers. I don't. I don't math. Okay, <laughs> math is not my strong point. Um, a Sri Lankan cricket team was attacked by terrorists. Um, Grinder was launched to the public. Oh in, wow, that long ago. Yeah, in two thousand nine. Oh. Um, a six point three magnitude earthquake killed hundreds in Italy. Same sex marriage was legalized in Sweden. Ooh, Los what? Angeles declared October second to be Stan Lee Day. Tiger Woods announced an indefinite golf leave, and Pazuzu Algarod killed people. Oh. So. Man. What's a... It was a big year. It was a big year. So, the town was afraid of Pazuzu. That was Clemens, North Carolina. It's a suburb inside of Winston-Salem, Forsyth County, North Carolina. Clemens was known as a quiet and safe place to live. Winston-Salem was, and still is known for being, like, a big tobacco giant. It was one of the largest, if not the largest tobacco-growing industry. Uh, Pazuzu was pretty much older than most everyone and seemed both charismatic and compelling. The whole shit show looked like a fun time. I understand that. I've been to a few juggalo gatherings. I think the gatherings were actually a hell of a lot cleaner, but I get that. Um, The Great Recession was occurring around this time. So if you're not familiar, basically the Great Recession started in 2007 and went on through 2009. Okay. It was basically announced to be the biggest financial de- decline since the great depression and many people and jobs suffered as a result. Now with going into full without going into full detail. Um, I myself was in a weird situation during that time. And I remember that it was incredibly difficult to find a job or even keep a job or to have money. Like he just, money was hard to come by. Um, so a lot of people will make a generalization that Pazuzu had a lot of people basically, blocking to him because there simply wasn't anything better to do, okay? Yep. He tended to attract people that would generally be considered outside of the social norm. Misfits and outcasts and what have you. A lot of drugs were being done and it's believed that it was because of sheer boredom. Um, have you ever seen the movie Gummo? I don't think so. Don't watch that movie. I mean... Okay. <laughs> no, I'll just, real quick, actually it might be worth watching if you don't mind uh, stomaching it. It, It's, uh, I don't want to say it's a B movie. It was an indie film. Um, I will, well, I forgot her name, but she has been in a couple of episodes of, um, American Horror Story. Um, I believe it was the Asylum one that she was in. I'm not sure, but, um, she was in that movie, whatever her name was. I will come back to that at some point in my life. Um, but Gummo was very, um, loosely shot and very indie. And it basically surrounded a couple of, like, misfit kids in a very, like, poverty-stricken neighborhood. And they were basically just doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, They would kind of glorify killing animals. Um, There was suggestions of incest and rape. There was one point where one of the kids was in a dirty bathwater-filled tub eating spaghetti that his mom had made him. And it was just... What? It's a really weird movie, but the way that this this house is described automatically brings me to Gummo. So look up that movie and, I mean, just, just make sure you, um, you know, can stomach it. It's, it's, I a, to- I, <laughs> it's, it's worth... <laughs> okay so it's 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 a weird movie it's worth watching at least once but you will feel uncomfortable (laughs) um but that would be what i imagine is going on at pazuzu's house on a daily basis for you know whatever reason a lot of people glorified the manson family and their commune and a lot of people likened pazuzu as a modern day charles manson some argue that this wasn't a cult but you know we still don't know to this day the full situation We know most of it but we don't know all of it so i mean basically from what i've gathered everything is still kind of ongoing right yeah um in my own opinion this was indeed a pseudo cult okay um pazuzu had the charisma and manipulation tactics down to where he could have others do his bidding and he had multiple what he called fiancés they weren't called wives like a lot of other cults but i mean the similarity is there you know Okay. It's all very similar. So Matt Flowers, I've mentioned him a couple of times, but he recounts that the house wasn't always a cradle of filth. <laughs> See what I did there? Cradle of filth. A cradle of filth. I got it. I got it. I looked <laughs> I at you, he said it. <laughs> he gave me this look like excuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said that it wasn't always the cleanest, but that it progressed from mild to severe. So basically it started out with like it would be a little disheveled not the cleanest house in the world but not like outright filthy okay but then it went to straight up fucking disgusting
2: you know grossness yeah
0: like basically like you just hearing about it makes you need to take a five hour shower you, so, you watch hoarders do what you watch hoarders yes and here here's the thing about hoarders okay a lot of the time in hoarders i would rather be in those houses <laughs> this one.
2: oh well yeah obviously
0: so, i mean there were uh, unfortunately a couple of episodes i've seen of hoarders where i actually heard of one where a lady had found her cat <gasps> i haven't seen
2: that one i thought i thought i thought i've seen all of them
0: i yeah, love that I show from what I hear, she had found her her dead cat. She was like, oh, that's where that... Oh my at.
2: gosh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, that would be a close comparison, but not too, too close. I would just... I have seen Hoarders, but I would much rather be in <laughs> any <laughs> of those houses than this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, he recounts also that the house was nice at one point with a pool that had a filter system and everything. Okay. Okay and that, that there was order to the house, so it wasn't always a massive hellhole. Evidently, there would be around 40 people at a time partying and pushing Pazuzu to do crazy things. It was some kind of big party to him, but Flowers says that he always believed that th- his talk of demons and violence was just some big drunken or drug-fueled act. Um, he also said that Pazuzu posed after the character of Drexel, who was played by Gary Oldman as a dreadlocked pimp in True Romance. I've not seen that, but... Okay, we'll go with it. For about a month straight, Matt Flowers thought that he was losing his mind and tried checking himself into a psychiatric facility. He was seeing some weird shit, and years later, Pazuzu, who called Matt his brother, okay, admitted to injecting injecting psychedelic mushrooms with high doses of LSD and then feeding them to him. Ugh! What a fucking dick. Wow. And Pazuzu thought that this was just hilarious. Like, he's like, oh, dude, <laughs> I gave you <laughs> I gave you a mushroom, and it had, like, a lot of LSD in it, and you almost died, and I think that's fucking great. Ugh. Fuck you, Pazuzu. Ugh. Anyway, Pazuzu also was known to keep asking Matt, you know, knowing that he had recently been deployed to Iraq, if he had ever killed anyone. Uh, call me... I don't know, call me naive, but I don't think you're supposed to ask people that, you know? No. So, um, he, uh, I know that Matt would continuously be like, dude, it's not even like that. I was in the army. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What does that matter? We didn't kill people. I was more like a, more like a guest than an enemy and I was trying to help these people. So I didn't kill anybody. But you know Pazuzu was always almost hopeful to hear death stories. Oh. It was like as if Pazuzu was like, "Bro, death. Let's talk about death. I'm so hard. I'm such a big fucking poser boy. Death." Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, Pazuzu also really loved his bullshit. I think Pazuzu just liked shit. You know, like he I'm loved so. Thinking- shit. He really loved himself. Him fecal matter. Uh, he told some people that he was of Iranian descent, and others that he killed people and ate their still-beating hearts for a high. Okay? Here are some claims from some of his friends. I mentioned Crazy Dave briefly. Brief? brief briefly. I, I just invented a new, <laughs> a new... word. I like that one. Okay, definition of briefly. It means recently and brief. So... <laughs> God. I like Crazy, it. I mentioned... Crazy Dave briefly. So his name is Crazy Dave Adams. He was told by Pazuzu not to let anyone out of the basement no matter what. But he never thought much of it because he always knew that Pazuzu was just a fucking bullshitter. Okay. Huh. Um, he always bragged about his kills and threatened Dave with a knife saying that you're going to help me dig this hole or I'm just going to kill you. Okay. Then there's Sylvia Lebeau. She was told that, um, his or Josh Wetzler which we're going to get into jo- to Josh Josh West why what is wrong with me Josh <laughs> Wetzler we're going to get into him but she was told that his extremities were cut off and buried everywhere and apparently Pazuzu was in a sex video with Bubbles you know Bubbles oh Amber gosh. um wearing a bloody bandana belonging to Josh. Ooh. Yeah, um told a friend about how Pazuzu killed a man named Josh And the friend was like, what? You need to meet my friend Stacy, who is Josh's ex-girlfriend. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, She then went and recorded on the sky. What? Why did I put on the sky? Really? (laughs) He then went and recorded on this guy. This guy. Really? Trying to get info. Uh, Several people, including Nathan, all confirmed that Pazuzu did kill people. She reported it, but they didn't believe her. Um, she traveled to see Stacy and see, and she sees her kid and she's heartbroken because you know, his dad was murdered, you know, yeah. she knows this. And at the point, Stacy and her kid had no idea. Okay. Oh, um, so I'm going to go ahead and discuss, no, I didn't want to do that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and discuss the victims, Stacy Carter and her son, you know, comments from friends, you know, things like that, how the victims had died. Uh, so first of all, Pazuzu's mom, Cynthia, okay. I touched up on her. Yes, I want to discard that comment. Oh my god. Um, I touched up on her a bit in part one. She was Pazuzu's biggest enabler. She even admitted to that herself and the Vice Doc that I watched. Uh, she was his biggest cheerleader, and at the same time, there was a point in 2010, Pazuzu was accused of putting his mother in a chokehold at their home. To this day, she does speak fondly of her son and it's been reported that she too claimed to be a Satanist. Again, she is still a victim. So, before anybody starts passing judgment, she... I, I firmly believe that she was a victim of some kind of Stockholm treatment that was given by him. Um, she made some bad choices, but like let's not crucify her. Also, again, in 2012, Amber Birch, also known as Bubbles, was also accused of slapping and attempting to choke his mother. Two months after conviction, she was charged with assault and battery, and police alleged that she hit Pazuzu in the face also. Uh, Cynthia, Pazuzu's mom, again, um, she was sequestered to a room in her own home. So, yeah. Basically, Pazuzu was running her entire life. You know? Manipulative. Fuck. Okay. Now, Joshua, Joshua Wetzler, Joshua, Joshua, what is wrong with me tonight? Joshua Wetzler was, unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, there's no fortunate part of this situation at all, but out of the three main victims, he was unfortunately the only one I was able to get the most information on, okay? So I did my best on all three, Um, and again, from what I've understood, this is still ongoing even to this day, because... Apparently, Pazuzu had killed more than just these three people. So, we'll see. But, for now, Josh Wetzler was... You know, he, he his former girlfriend, Stacy Carter, who I mentioned briefly, said that she last saw him in July of 2009. She didn't report him missing right away, and she waited until six months later, after nobody had heard from him during the Christmas holidays. Um, there is a reason why she waited, so somebody might try to jump her case, but let's, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, he usually would call his mother. Um, and that kind of worried his mom because he never like missed a phone call with his mother during the holidays, you know? So that was really concerning because he didn't call her. She had assumed that he was hiding from everyone. Stacy assumed, because he was already on probation due to a federal drug charge. Uh, he had pre- previously taken to selling mushrooms and had it ordered some through the mail, and then he was caught doing that. So prior to that, they were suffering financially due to a failed bank loan, and of course, you know, the regression was occurring. She said that he would not let Christmas pass without contacting his son. All accounts say that Josh was a great guy and a great father. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and he made some pretty unfortunate choices out of desperation um Stacy had separated from Josh with the intention of getting back together but only separated because she knew that Josh was doing some things to get them back on their feet and that she did not want either herself or her son involved in it and I I understand that completely Um, when she finally reported him missing the police really pissed me off in this case by the way okay Hmm. I remember that the police did such a great job on the on the April Tinsley case and I'm just gonna go on record that anytime the police do a great job I will praise them and anytime the police do a shit job, I will totally torture them with my words and and in this case the police fucked up royally okay um, so when she finally reported him missing the police were like, yeah, we've known you know we found his car parked. It was found behind an apartment complex, and this was four months after he disappeared, and they found it with the key still in the ignition. That's not suspicious. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. Oh my god. So, the cops have failed this family. Already. They knew he was nowhere to be found, but they just didn't give a shit. This is unfortunately typical of small towns like this. The West Memphis Three were done in a very similar fashion. Not exactly the same, but very similar. They didn't care about misfits or perceived misfits. The cops didn't. And prior to being caught with a, ju- a drug charge, Josh had a squeaky clean record. He just did not have a fucking chance, and society failed him. Also, by the way, get ready, because, like I said, law enforcement really fucked this case all the way up. Hmm. Um, in the way of the victims, Okay. Yeah, I said it. Fight me. Fight me, bitches. (laughs) Stacy stresses that Josh was absolutely not part of the Pazuzu Circle. Uh, He did not do any hard drudge. Drudge? drudge? What the fuck? Courtney, snap out of it. Uh, He did not do any hard drugs, such as heroin or meth. It was believed that Josh went to the house to sell weed. Um, He didn't like what he had seen and then he was killed. Um, he wasn't held captive or tortured or starved. He'd, uh, she described Josh as unfiltered and snarky and would have, have actually poked fun at what another friend of theirs had called Pazuzu Circle a quote hot topic edgelord pseudo-satanist. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Josh and Stacy met at a party and they ended up bonding pretty immediately. They traveled together and he went to horseshoeing school. They ended up renting a farm with hopes of owning their own place to operate an equestrian business. He then learned to barefoot hoof trim because he didn't like the practice of horseshoeing, since it's actually pretty cruel. They needed the money that was in horseshoeing, but he refused to do it because of the detriment it caused to the who. She noted him as a loving father who loved his son more than anything in the world, and also notes that, quote, Believe it or not, I was the practical one because she remembers josh as an idealist who had trouble integrating his beliefs intuition and experiences into the ordinary world it's very clear that although their relationship once an engagement was strained she loved josh so very much so that's a little background on josh okay so what do you think so far
2: my heart's breaking for these people already
0: yeah but this guy is insane so the next victim joseph chandler he was a legal, uh, He was a legally blind person of color. So, um, one source said that he was homeless, but I don't think that's exactly true. Um, yes. So, he'd gotten in the car with Pazuzu and Pazuzu's friend Nicholas Rizzi, who I mentioned very briefly earlier. Um, so they got in the car. I guess he'd gotten picked up. They um, stopped somewhere. Um, Nicholas Rizzi went to shoot joseph chandler and the gun the shotgun had jammed okay okay so in short as joseph chandler went to light a cigarette before he could even light it they shot him in the back of the head so his mother wasn't allowed to be at pazuzu's plea hearing they just completely left her in the dark they didn't even invite her okay they were just like you don't need to be right oh <laughs> i'm telling you these victims and their families have just they were just fucked okay it's believed that this might have been racially, racially charged. Uh, Joseph's body was found at a boat ramp at Donaha Park on June seventh, 2010. He was shot by Nick Rizzi and was held at, and Nick Rizzi was held at a $50,000 bond. Pazuzu was held at a $100,000 bond and charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter. He was also accused of misleading investigators and allowing a suspect of the shooting to stay in his home. Pazuzu is then given a psych evaluation and was there diagnosed with agoraphobia, schizophrenia, and alcoholism, but was said to have stood fit for a trial. Okay? Okay. Pazuzu's plea hearing went like this, and this is where I'm going to pull up this sound clip that I got. So let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. It, you weren't supposed to be ready oh. yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready yet.
2: I may spin around in my
0: chair one time. And I then... kid, I kid. Take your
1: name for the record. Seriously, I'll draw. What does
2: that mean? Is that for me? It's, it's just
1: there. What is it, me? Say it for me. Do you hear me? Yes. Did you answer the question, It's It's a. It's the Lord's name. What is Elah name for? Oh, that's heroin.
0: Okay, so did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. Shitbag bag city. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. A nice way to say it.
0: Yeah. So, where was I?
2: Oh, it's a plane. I thought somebody was outside mowing their yard right now. I was about to get really mad.
0: So, basically, both of these fuckbags said they shot him by accident. What? Yeah. So, the gun jammed. The shotgun jammed, right? So, (sighs) oh man, this makes me so mad. So, we'll get into that. Shelia, Shelia, I think that's how you say her name. I I remember her saying that that's how you say her name. Shelia Chandler, his mother, described Joseph as um, a kind-hearted person who met no strangers. It was unknown as to why he got in the car with them in the first place, but his mother believes that he was targeted and chosen to be killed. They had gone to Yadkin Lake, and it's said that Pazuzu was sitting at a pier while Nicholas pulled the shotgun out and it had jammed. He then went back to the car, got another gun, and shot Joseph in the head. So, what an accident. Wow. She said, quote, if it was such an accident, why didn't they call the police? Exactly. I, call, I call it, she said. They murdered my son. And yes, I agree. This poor woman. Man, I really wish I could hug her. She is, like, intensely strong, okay? okay. She's she's someone I'd want fighting for me if I would passed away like this. And her son, he seems like the nicest person. He actually reminds me of a co-worker that I have. You know, it's like you, you meet people... And it's not like an attraction of a sexual nature or anything. It's like, this, you meet somebody and you're like, that person would be a great brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're, you're brother by soul. And it's not like an attraction, like I said. You just feel really drawn to just care about that person. And you just really want to give that person a hug. That's how I feel about this guy. You know? He just yeah. seemed like such a sweet, sweet guy. And I will definitely post his picture on the Instagram. You'll 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 all get that same like warm and fuzzy like oh my gosh it's my big brother feeling you know. Oh. And then the last one. This one unfortunately I was not able to get a lot of information on. This one's Tommy Welch, his brother Rusty Welch. This one's still just as heartbreaking because oh my god, his brother what Rusty Welch recalls that they had plans that night. They planned to have a good night and Rusty worked at Domino's at the time. He brought pizza home and the family which is the mom rusty's wife um and their children and tommy were supposed to meet up for a movie night tommy never showed up and rusty had a naggy nagging feeling that something was very wrong tommy was walking from his home to rusty's when he was picked up by amber welch and pazuzu yeah a missing persons report was filed the very next day It's very unfortunate that not a lot is known about Tommy, but I'm guessing that the family wants the privacy, and I'm going to respect that. If, for whatever reason, something new develops, I will dedicate some time in a future episode further honoring his memory, but for now, it seems as though Tommy Welch was a typical normal dude who enjoyed his time with his family and was, again, unfortunately found in a shitty situation. Okay. Okay. Um, We're going to take a break here real quick. And we'll be back with the botched-ass motherfucking investigation. Ugh, great. Hey,
2: Courtney. What's up? You tend to deal with more of the production side of this podcast. Uh What kind of
0: tools do you use? Well, I actually use a few things, but my favorite one I use is a really cool program called Anchor. Really? Yeah, it's by far the easiest way to create a podcast. They provide creation tools that allow you to record. You can also edit your podcast right from your computer or cell phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you push your podcast to different platforms? Dude, Anchor does it all for you. They distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. That's
2: cool. Yeah. On top of us wrangling our kids, working full-time, doing research, that
0: does seem to cut down a lot of the time, huh? Oh, yeah. How come we didn't know about this sooner? Honestly, I really don't know, but one of the best parts about this is you don't have to have a minimum number of listeners or plays to monetize off your podcast.
2: That's awesome. That helps us become one step closer to helping we can donate back to the victims and their families. Yeah, that's important. But how much does it cost to use Anchor? Well, are you
0: ready for this? Yeah, bring it on. It's... Free. Dude. Dude, that's awesome. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started.
2: I'm LaRue. And I'm Randolph. And this is Cults, 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 Cults. Randolph and I have had tumultuous lives growing up in an extreme religion. So now we are coping in the only way we know how. By starting a podcast about it. This is a show all about our favorite cults from the ones we would have rather joined to the ones everyone probably should avoid. Along the way, we will be talking to survivors of various cults, telling super fun anecdotes about extreme religion, and even brainstorming some ideas for our own cults in the future. We are also going to tell you what we've been following from week to week with a cult-like obsession. It could be a TV show, some celebrity drama, or our favorite TikToks please help us make light of our traumatic past so be sure to tune in to cults 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 wherever you listen to podcasts see See you you in hell Hell. hi it's Christina and Kristen from the real Real crime Crime Podcast. podcast have you ever been curious about the real estate side of true crime what happens to houses after someone dies in them how dangerous is it really to be in real estate where did your favorite serial killer grow up Well, Well, we have have the the show show for you. You. This is a podcast from the perspective of an active realtor and a true crime junkie. Give us a listen.
1: You might be disappointed, but listen anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this botched ass motherfucking investigation, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so I'm going to kind of dive into this a little bit. So, I mentioned Tarina Billings and her, her dad, Alan Billings, right? Yeah. So, Tarina Billings was the first person to come forward, um, was also bragged to about his kills, so she, the, Pazuzu bragged about all his kills to her. He bragged about how he had a body in the basement and that was covered in bleach and cat litter to cover up the smell, even though it obviously didn't do a good enough job of covering up the smell, because this house smelled like your, literal urine and ammonia and shit, um, she went to police August 3rd, 2009, and she met up at a park. The detective was there and asked her names. Alan Billings was her father, and for whatever reason, he hung out with this crowd. Um, it's pretty unclear as to why, but he always told his daughter to stay away and not to worry about what was going on there. One of the names that was given to the cops was that of Tarina Billings' own father, Alan Billings, because he had apparently helped Pazuzu bury a body. Not much else is known about Alan Billings, but he did pass away December 1st of 2012. Also, um, my husband did make a good point at this, at this point. Um, he says that with the house smelling as bad as, it, bad as it already did, some of the regular visitors may not have noticed any difference in the smell, so it's possible that Pazuzu, as much of a dumb fuck as he was, was maybe a little bit smart. Like, I hate to call him smart or give him any kind of credit, but that's kind of smart. It's that's like, just his... You know, it was just luck on his part. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a bunch of dead bodies, maybe he was just like, shit in a corner. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, the cops went to Pazuzu's house after Tarina went forward. They said, they said they went there on reports of dead bodies in the backyard. Pazuzu denied both the truth... And if the cops could search. The cops had requested to search. And Pazuzu was like, no. And they were like, so d- is there dead bodies? And Pazuzu was like, no. And they were like, okay, good enough for me. And they just left. What? Really? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Probably. These cops uh- are just fucked. Um, in September of 2009, this one really gets to me, okay. Um, an anonymous tip came in stating that a man by the name of Tazuzu, and that's spelled T, not P, but T is in Tommy. Okay. Tazuzu, to okay? Tazuzu. Shot a man and then buried him in the backyard, okay? Now, before I continue, if if you were a cop and Pazuzu Algarad was already on your radar <coughs> and somebody came forward saying that a guy named Tazuzu shot and killed somebody and buried them in his backyard, what would you do? I mean, as a crazy person or as a sane person? As a sane person who was a cop, if if you got an anonymous tip with Pazuzu already on your radar, yeah, okay, and somebody comes in and says, "Hey, the, a guy named Tazuzu um, shot and killed somebody and buried him in in the, his backyard," what would you do? I would investigate it. They didn't tell invest- my superior superiors. I don't. Okay, so something. <laughs> Cops do not go search the home because the name was not similar enough to Pazuzu. What? Yeah. That's fucking dumb to me. Okay? Very dumb. Pazuzu's own mother actually was one of the tipsters. Um, She went to Forsyth County Sheriff's Office and told one of the detectives that her son had killed somebody and buried them in the backyard. Pazuzu was already on the radar at this point, but they can't think to put two and two together. Oh, wow! Well, they were off by a letter, so we'll just leave it alone. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> a letter,
2: just one letter. It's okay.
0: Okay, it's so that one, <laughs> right? It's not Tezuzu as in Tasmanian devil. It's Pazuzu as in pizzazz.
2: You have the wrong person. You have the Sorry. wrong.
0: You clearly have the wrong person. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> this is a prank caller. Pazuzu's down the street mm. There's Pazuzu. Pazuzu. so what are you talking about tazuzu Algabad or Pazuzu agarrod which one <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused now <laughs> I'm just I was trying to make a joke and I failed okay <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so late. that probably could that that probably just went right over my head that's okay as soon as I'm done because I didn't even eat before all this so as soon as I am done I'm gonna go eat but anyways oh, yeah. At one point, the cops did go by to do some kind of welfare check. Apparently neighbors had complained that the house really reeked, and there was noise and what have you, so the cops get there with cadaver dogs. But it said that the house smelled so bad that the cadaver dogs didn't know where to start, so they just kind of sat there. Yeah! That's crazy, right? Isn't that kind of their job? No? Well, no, the cadaver... No, this, is, this isn't really their fault. Like, the house smelled so fucking bad that the cadaver dogs were like, I don't know where to go. So the cadaver dogs just kind of sat there like, not there. What do I do? <laughs> Which, where did it I start? Sinks. Yes. It Yes. It all sir. smells. It sinks. <laughs> the cops then went, were like, you know, well, there's nothing to see here. And then they left. Right? I'm and I'm sure. fully paraphrasing a lot of this because I had a couple of sources say this, but for the life of me, I can't actually find them. But... I'm depending on my memory here, and that's what I have confirmed via the sources that I can't find, and also some podcasts that I listen to that covered the case. Um, it's also said that the entire city of Clemens was terrified of Pazuzu because the city was known for being your super conservative, quiet, very religious city where everyone pretty much ate, drank, and wore the same thing. So someone like Pazuzu is a different and misunderstood kind of person. So it's kind of like, you know, everybody's living in fear. It's like, They're afraid to do anything and be called a snitch because they're afraid he's going to go kill them, you know? Well, yeah. But, you know, it's as if they all knew what was going on, but they all just turned the other cheek for fear that something would happen to them in retaliation. And part of me is like, why the fuck didn't anybody speak up? But the other part of me is like, well, these cops are already doing a pretty shitty job, so what's the use, you know? But really, it's important to speak up in cases like this because... There are real-life fucking victims involved, and their families deserve closure, and the victims deserve respect. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, fucking go ahead and quote-unquote risk your life, and go tell the cops. And if somebody says something to you like, snitches get stitches, well, fucking burn with the witches, and something with the ditches, and slam in the back of my dragula. I don't know. Fucking... (laughs) If Bazooza Hooker Rod were living next door to me, I would be like, and I'm sorry if I seem like a crazy motherfucker, but I would be going out of my house like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, no, no. You take your stank ass. <laughs> Get out my neighborhood. I'm calling the police. Listen, I heard that screaming, and we ain't dealing with no dead motherfuckers around this part. Fuck that. Hell no. Ugh. So, the second investigation, Okay was argu- arguably more thorough, okay? It's funny, though, because the second investigation happened after Pazuzu and Amber were picked up, okay? Okay? it's Like, come on, what kind of... Pro- it, ta- it took all of this to get the proof, right? Oh. Um, so as soon as Pazuzu and Amber were picked up, they were picked up October 5th of 2014. Pazuzu was 35 at the time and Amber was 24. They went and searched the home. Um, I will include a link to the video of what the search had entailed, but basically they found what we've been talking about this whole entire time. They found a shit ton of filth, all of the allegations of the smells and the writings and the shit on the walls, and then the shallow graves in the backyard, which they did find the bodies of both Josh Wetzler and Tommy Welch, which weren't identified as such on October 13th that same year, so literally like a week later, Okay. Shortly after the arrest of Algarod and Birch, Algarod's other fiancé, 28-year-old Crystal Matlock was charged in connection with the death of one person whose body was found. Um, she was suspected of helping with the burial of Wetzler. I remember hearing on one of the other podcasts that I was listening to that she was apprehensive and that they had told her to, quote, bury that fat motherfucker I'll make or I'll make a hole big enough to bury both of you. So there was a lot of intimidation tactics going on, okay? Yeah. And if I had my choice of feeling sorry for any of these three, it would honestly, God, and I don't feel fucking bad for any of them, really, but if I did have to, it would be kind of a tie between Crystal Matlock, because she was definitely coerced, okay? And Amber Birch, because you'll hear why on Amber Birch in just a minute, okay? Okay. She clearly was coerced also. Like, they are kind of victims in this, but they're also just as guilty. So, it was later alleged that Algorod had killed Wetzler in July 2009, and Birch had helped bury his body. Meanwhile, Birch allegedly killed Welch in October of 2009, and Algorod had helped with that burial. So, both men had died as a result of a gunshot wound to the head. Okay. Then there's Dixie Ross, who I very briefly mentioned. Um, at one point, she was dating Nate Anderson, who was the guy I was telling you about earlier seen shooting heroin in the beginning of this documentary. Yeah. Um, she, Dixie Ross, was also called one of Pazuzu's fiancés. She brought Nate out to the backyard and looked at Nate and said, quote, Did you ever stop to think why the ground out here is so uneven? Ooh. She pee-pee. then... She then opened up to Nate and said that she'd actually helped them rebury a body and Nate recounts feeling like Dixie was afraid for her own life.
2: Why are they reburying a body
0: in Korea? Oh god. Oh, <laughs> death Korea? the death rituals. No, I think I think it kind of suggests that I don't know, like I I I make jokes about how there is so much order and calm to this clearly not ordered calm house. But honestly, I just think that they were just so fucked up that maybe they were like, we need to move this body. You know, it's just, it was, I don't know. All I know is this guy, Pazuzu, was a fucking poser-ass, dumbass, dipshit. But, you know, you cannot just turn the other cheek on people like this because they're fucking just completely insane and are capable of just about fucking anything. Uh, If you are not... Fucking, if you're literally not scared of shit and you have nothing to lose, that's really scary. You know? So, I think that he just yeah. had a lot of that kind of power over people. Oh. And for whatever reason, also, like, he had a lot of... He was fucking a lot of women. So, I don't know. Yeah, With a snake dick. Okay. Ugh. Let's go into the home tour. Okay? So, one thing I failed to mention was Pazuzu did have several dogs throughout this entire time, okay?
2: Ew, in this house?
0: Yeah, he had seven... I think it was seven dogs. Oh, those okay? poor babies. There is a lot of animal abuse that occurs within this house. Oh. So, pure. he had seven dogs that lived in this house. Unfortunately, six of them were euthanized. But one dog did undergo therapy, and he was able to find a forever home. So that's, oh. that's good, but the rest of the dogs just, yeah. Um, then there's the cat litter and the cats hanging around. So during the home search, you can hear in the video, a cat was like meowing. Apparently there were a lot of cats that were hanging around. Um, I didn't hear of any cat sacrifices, thank goodness, but it's the likelihood was there. Okay. Cause Pazuzu early on was like claiming to have abused animals. So he, cats, cannot be excluded from that, unfortunately. They better be. Well, I don't think so. Because he also killed rabbits and any other small animal that he could get his hands on. Um, the reason, though, that it's believed that the cats were hanging around because they were attracted to all of that kitty litter that was around. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> like, oh, this is my, this is my bathroom. And this is all us. of that kitty litter was an attempt to conceal the smell because earlier on... Pezoozoo had bragged that he had sealed the smell of he had concealed the the smell of decaying bodies with bleach and kitty litter. Um, I'm by by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and debunk something real quick. A lot of people have like debated as to whether kitty litter will conceal the smell of a dead body, and that has completely been debunked as of now. So, Not cap. Yeah, no cap. They actually no cap. there's there's a video. I think it was actually on TikTok. Where somebody had done, like, a science experiment with that, and they were able to smell decaying flesh. So, basically, if you're gonna try, just don't. Just don't fucking do it, okay? Just don't. Don't do it. It's bad. Um, the pool, the swimming pool was empty, but it had shit written all over the walls, as usual. Like, you could expect that, because it was also the same way inside the house. (sighs) Oh. Um, The backyard had a fire pit and uneven ground with several holes dug up. And then Cynthia's room was the cleanest, but she was sequestered there. Like, it wasn't even clean, but it was a lot cleaner than the rest of the house. So, Mm. man, I really encourage you to go find the video, though, and just kind of do the walkthrough. It's just, it's insane. I watched the video you posted earlier. Well, so the, the house was deemed uninhabitable. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Um, so there was like a total of two visits to, visits to this house. Um, so finally, um, Pazuzu does get put into jail. Okay? Okay. So Matt Flowers um, got a text stating that Pazuzu had killed himself. Okay? Hey, guys. I am so sorry for cutting in. I just wanted to let you know that it was at this point that my recording software encountered some kind of glitch so some of the information that I was reporting had went missing, but basically at this point in the story, Matt Flowers gets a text from a friend letting him know that Pazuzu had, in- had killed himself while awaiting a trial. Amber Birch and Pazuzu had been picked up a few weeks prior, on October 5th, 2014, after allegations of their involvement... And the killing of Tommy Welch and Josh Wetzler had led to police finally searching the home, and they had indeed found the bodies, which later showed that they had been killed in 2009, which we are about to dive in right here. Amber and um, Pazuzu did get picked up on charges, and we're about to get into all of that. So, but the reason why I'm going right into Pazuzu's suicide is because it happened before the trial could occur. So, uh. basically... Hmm. Matt Flowers got a text stating that Pazuzu had killed himself. According to Daily Mail, he said Pazuzu had always told me he would kill himself if he ended up in jail and couldn't do his rituals each month on the dark moon. He spoke about it in such detail, all the different ways he would do it. He filed his teeth down to points with a Dremel tool. I know that keeps getting mentioned, but it's relevant. But um, he told me he would gnaw his finger to the bone and then stab his artery with it. What? Yeah. So according to an autopsy, it showed that he died from severe blood loss from a puncture wound to an artery on his arm. It's oh rumored my God. Yeah, it's rumored that he bit through the artery himself with his teeth. Oh. Yeah, it's gross. That just but it hasn't been proven. But there's theories, okay, so there's very little in the way of obtaining a weapon in jail. So that seems to be the most believable way. He very well could have gotten a shiv made, but, I mean, where, where did it go, you know, if he had a shiv made, you know?
2: <sighs> I just see him, like, I, did, I could just like have this picture of, like, gnawing. Well, on, on his vein. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is making
0: me fidgety. Well, we're almost done, so. <laughs> where did the shiv go, though? I want to know, like, if he had a shiv, did he, where did and it he go? he had these pointy teeth. He doesn't eat that. That's what I'm saying. Plus, he died very shortly before, um, you know, he was able to stand trial for the murders. Coward. I have have a very hard time believing that he made friends in jail that fast. And if he did, I mean, I doubt anyone would have helped him for the purpose of, like, killing himself. But, I mean, what do I know? I mean, I've never been to jail. Um, It is possible that he pissed someone off to the point that they killed him. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible, but you know, in his arm—that's oddly specific, you know. No, he—I think he did it. Yeah, it's concluded basically that he ended his own life, and possibly with his own teeth. So, there's that. Amber Birch, Bubbles. Okay, she's serving a 28-year prison sentence and is due for release in 2045. She will be 55 years old. Sources do say that Bubbles was ab- absolutely normal before entering into this abusive but very unclear relationship with Pazuzu. She was actually a STEM teacher at Central Elementary School as part of the Crooked Oak System, teaching science, technology, engineering, and math prior to all of this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go, Bubbles. Yeah, but this is before you Mrs. Know, Bubbles. This is before she got with Pazuzu, though. Oh, was her
2: name not Bubbles before that? Uh,
0: I believe she was known as Bubbles prior to getting with Bazuzu, yes. So So Mrs. Oh. Bubbles. Basically <laughs> but basically, you know, she was completely normal before meeting him and then you know she he fucked her life up. You know? So that's why mm-hmm. I kinda I kinda feel bad for her, you know. And Yeah, then, I can see it, but still, and then, she's her she's she's her own person. Yeah, that's very true. And then Crystal Matlock. So in 2018, Crystal pled guilty for her role in the deaths. In June of 2017, she pled guilty to conspiracy to commit accessory after the fact to second-degree murder. She was sentenced to a minimum of three years and ten months in prison. But she did get out in May 2018 after receiving credit for time she served awaiting the trial. Her parole ended February 1st. Two years later, she was back pleading guilty to several drug charges, breaking and entering into a home of a couple and stole various possessions, and possession of a firearm. She did try still uh, selling the possessions that she had stolen into a pawn shop, claim- claiming that they were hers. Per a plea agreement, Judge David Hall of Forcy- Forsyth Superior Court consolidated, every- consolidated everything into two separate judgments. She was then sentenced to a minimum of one year and nine months with a maximum of three years and eight months in prison. So... Getting off a little easy, but I mean, at the same time she was kind of coerced... Like, actually she was majorly coerced into that, as you heard earlier. Basically, they threatened to put her in there with, you know. But at the same time, don't steal shit. You know? So... Yeah, I mean, don't don't (laughs) break the law. Yeah, for real. Um, so... The, the ending quote, you know. Ooh, um, I love it.
2: a good ending quote. <laughs>
0: um, and then there's a little bit more after this, but Matt Flowers goes on to say, quote, I think he wanted his own death to be a show, to freak people out. He took his life on the full moon, just like he always said he would. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Pazuzu is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm coming out and saying it. Pazuzu. That's a nice way to put it. Algorod was a bitch. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about Stacy Carter. Okay? Okay. Um, she runs Heart Centered Horsemanship, which is a business that she created that, quote, encompass- encompasses training, instruction, and therapeutic services. I'm going to include the link to this business in the show notes, but everyone should go check it out. It's believed that she is currently running this company based off of the memory and in loving memory of Josh Wetzler. So that's really great. Um, awesome. I'll, I'm going to read the very beginning of this website. It says, Horses are healers, teachers, and companions. They are sentient beings that deserve to be treated with respect and honor. Heart-centered horsemanship seeks to enhance the well-being of horses through educating people in clear and consistent methods that facilitate a mutually beneficial relationship so i'm really feeling like the memory of josh wetzler lives on through this business because you know they they did have a lot to do with like equestrian type of services you know prior to all of this you know happening yeah um it's almost as though he's spiritually involved in this business so it's pretty cool and, I mean, he seemed like such a beautiful soul who unfortunately just got mixed up with some shitbag people, and that's just sad, but, you know, may his memory, as well as Joseph Chandler and Tommy Welch, live on forever. And that's the that's the case of the zoo shitbag Algrad. So, yeah, there's that. Man, yeah. that was and, a I wild mean, ride. What's really funny is, like, there is a, I mean, it's not funny at all, but there, there's a whole hell of a lot more to this. Um there are some things that I have left out, but what I will do is I will encourage everybody to go watch the vice documentary. If you can, it's very interesting. It's five episodes. Maybe it's six. Um, each episode is about 45 minutes long and it goes real deep, like real deep dive into Pazuzu and all of his victims and everything. So go check that out. Uh Um, I'm going to include all of the sources and all of the links and what have you into the show notes on both part one and part two. Um, and with that, that's it. Oh, and also, if you're feeling gross, go look up, (laughs) go look at the, uh, the, the home, the home invasion. Oh, one thing I do want to mention is that I don't remember what year it was, but it is said that the residents of Clemens did pull up several, uh, lawn chairs and watch this house get demolished. Good. So that house no longer. I mean, it was deemed uninhabitable. It was basically like, if you were to walk past it and just barely touch it, it would have, like, just grounded dust anyway. Ugh. I mean, they just totally fucked this house up. It was a perfectly good house that they fucked up. So. Yep. Wow. So. Big ol' fuck you to Pazuzu Algarod. I'm so glad that this is over. Um, Thank you, Shauna Burns, for suggesting this case. Please uh, come be a guest on our podcast. Stop making me have to beg you.
2: And that's all. <laughs> Do you have any news? Do I have any news? Any news? I think I'm going to get some new pipes under my house this week. That's my news. <gasps> Yay! Speaking a little, of... A little plumbing
0: update real fast for you guys. Awesome. So, so you don't have to, like, pull up a zuzu and poop in any corners.
2: Hopefully not, that's
0: ma'am. Good. That's good. Don't file your teeth down, either. Mm, no I will not be doing that (laughs) it won't happen Um, make sure that you guys go find us on iTunes um, review and rate us Um, when in your review please make sure you put your name in the review so we know who you are if you get chosen for our merch contest you have the choice of winning a t-shirt a mug a mask or a pair of socks Um, also find us on all the things we keep mentioning that we have a TikTok now I, um, hate TikTok, but there it is. I have a TikTok. <laughs> um, we have an Instagram. A lot of, you know what? I am very, very active. More so on Instagram than anything, but we do have an Instagram. We also have a Twitter. I'm starting to get a little bit more active on the Twitter, and we do have a Facebook. We have all of them. We have a Reddit. We have a Twitch, dude. Like, we have all kinds of shit. Come um, join us. Also, um... In the next couple of weeks, we're, we're going to have all of our episodes up on, on YouTube. So, that will be even more of a way to listen to us invade your ear holes with all of our bullshit. So, all right. So, with that, um, that's it. No news from Amanda. No news from me, really. Um, I think we will start, and this is Amanda's idea. I think we will start giving little tidbits of the current happenings of the Murdaugh. Case that's going on right
2: now. We will. Yeah.
0: We will. I'm gonna. We'll start
2: just a little bit every. Let's give it. Well, I'll probably dig in for five minutes or so. Yeah. To give like a quick update. And then, when updates come around, we will just keep periodically
0: updating you. Yeah. You know. So we are following that case as well. We're probably not following it as closely as other people are, but I mean that's fine. I don't want people to think that we're stealing their shine, even though this ain't a competition. But, but anyway. All right. But anyways, that's it. Um, Don't do like Pazuzu. Make sure you shower, shave, shit in a toilet. Um, <laughs> Brush your teeth. And, you know, don't forget. Just, just don't be a dick. And wear deodorant. Yeah, wear it. Don't. Don't. Just don't Pazuzu. That's all. I mean. Don't <laughs> no Pazuzu or Tazuzu yeah don't pazuzu or tazuzu anywhere except for in, in a toilet okay please yeah please use your toilets by the way I mean it, it's <laughs> not worth They're there for a reason and don't shit in your corners
2: Ugh.
0: and that's it alright bye guys bye see you all next week Thank you so much for listening to A Nefarious Nightmare. Music used in this podcast was created by Ghost Stories Incorporated. You can find their music on bandcamp.com. We do have social media. You can follow us at our Facebook page, at A Nefarious Nightmare, or you can follow our Instagram, Nefarious Nightmare Pod. If you have any stories of paranormal instances that have happened to you, or ideas for true crime, please email us at a nefarious nightmare at gmail.com. Thank you very much and take care.